and welcome to the 36th episode of Mega Ten Marathon. It's a game-by-game -game journey through the Shin Megami Tensei and uh, Persona games. And I am Paul M. Davis. Uh, who am I here with? Elisa James. I'm Elisa James. I'm Alex Dorado-Wolf. And I'm Robert. You still haven't gotten rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, we're glad to have you back, Robert, as we... Uh, to our uh, second episode about Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, which is, of course, the um, uh, Shimigami Tensei uh, versus uh, Fire Emblem uh, crossover that's all about pop idols. And so in the last episode, we kind of just covered mechanics and the introduction. Basically, you've got uh, all these uh, mirages that are... Uh, basically kind of attacking different parts of uh, the uh, Japanese entertainment industry. And uh, you and all your pop idol friends are, you know, sort of uh, summoning a persona-like um, weapons and uh, powers from uh, famous Fire Emblem characters. So, I don't know if there's uh, <laughs> anything <laughs> anybody wants to add. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, uh, yeah. So, uh, we start out with Chapter 3. And, uh, yeah, Chapter 3, like, really, like, gets going with some really kind of weird shit yeah so there's this like cell phone charger mishap and uh you uh basically get a look at uh barry's uh, cell phone and you find out that uh he's got a thing for uh memory and this is i mean like they play it off as like he wants to be like an older brother type thing or something but yeah. like barry is the character in this game that looks like he's like 35. Like, I know they probably yeah. want us to believe that he's like 19, but like <laughs> he does not look like he's 19. He looks like, like a, he's a grown man. Um, and Mamori is very much not a grown woman. Um, yeah, it would still be a problem if he was 19. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just, yeah, it just makes it far worse that he, like, looks really old. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, also just the whole fact that he's, you know, obsessed with watching uh, anime starring little girls. It's like, okay, dude. And, like, <laughs> up until this point, I really, I, I really like, wanted to like Barry. And I still, like, you know, I, I get where they're trying to go with him. But, oh, man, that's yeah. just one of those. It's one of those things that, that you come across in, like, anime and JRPGs. It just, like, makes, like, your your skin sort of crawl. Yeah. Like, All right. Um, <laughs> this is really unfortunate. But can I get past this in this piece of media? Um, uh yeah, not this is kind of a tangent, but I've been watching uh Razefon or and uh it's like I posted on Slack the other day. It's like what is the deal with the fact that like every single grown woman in that show like wants to get wants to like get down with like a 15-year-old boy. I yeah. don't know. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I know. It's sure sounds yeah, like it's, some powerful otaku energy. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Grumble, grumble. This is uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry, uh, we find out some backstory. Barry used to be a uh, Mirage Master, but he... Uh, sacrificed all of his power during a fight with a powerful mirage. And uh, we also find out that Memori has the potential to be one, um, however. And, uh, you know, so uh, later on, uh, Kiria, Itsuki, and Maiko are uh, 
just chatting and uh, they start to suspect that maybe uh, Daiba TV has uh, something to do with the Mirage attacks <laughs> since, you know, like everything that has happened so far has been somehow direct, uh, direct uh, you know, uh, connected to uh, Daiba TV. Um, Ishiro barges in suddenly and he wants to see Tiki, but he's not looking for the, uh, the uh, Udaloid but in fact, the Mirage and uh, Itsuki like refuses to basically tell him what's going on. So he goes, he goes through the door and your group tries to stop him. And you kind of like, you get into a battle with his Mirage master form, but it's unwinnable. He approaches Tiki, but he's uh, basically uh, dissuaded from doing anything. Once he realizes that she remembers nothing and um, after he takes off, uh, we find out from Kyria that uh, his father disappeared five years ago, too. So, you know, maybe there's something sympathetic about this dude. Yeah, I just want to say the unwinnable fight is only unwinnable because he just decides to do a full party wipe. Like, yeah, he do much yeah. damage. He doesn't have a lot of health. But when he's halfway down, he says, OK, we're done. Exactly. Yeah. Until then. <laughs> yeah, that's a different class of unwinnable fight. Like they're the ones where you know you can't win because you're dealing one damage, and then they're the ones where like, yeah, all yeah, right, I can deal with I'm that. doing this. All right, okay, this is a hard boss, but I'm getting there. Oh no, I'm I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, then uh, another you know another mirage attack happens, and this time uh, it's uh, at the TV station where uh, Memori sets up form and uh, Barry. Uh, has been taken over by Mirage after uh, trying to protect Memori. And so they um, enter the Idolosphere with uh, Eleonora and her uh, Mirage Virion. And so I really, this, this dungeon is annoying, but there's something about it that I really like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that, uh, I mean, the dungeon has a very strange kind of appearance. It like it just kind of looks like you know very like you know kind of classical Japanese building, but it's supposed to be the set of a uh, TV performance. And basically, you're just kind of making your way through the dungeon, and every once in a while, you'll come across uh, a dark shaman who. Uh, is uh acting like a producer basically <laughs> <laughs> you know like a producer or a uh, pa or something like you know playing one of these roles and they're like basically telling you like all right now like you have to go to all these cast members waiting room you know you basically they're green rooms and you have to like light the you know light their lanterns or you have to like you know, set the lighting so they're basically happy with it. And so, you know, you go to these waiting uh, green rooms and it's a mirage who like thinks that they're a performer and they're like, oh yeah, you know, make sure that the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> make sure the light, you know, catches my best side and everything. <laughs> I think like up until now, all the dungeons have been, Oh, this is the photography dungeon. It's got some light photography theming. There's a camera over there. And this is the first dungeon that goes all in on what it is, even if it's a bit of a slog sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a slog. Um, so you do this, you come across this like sub boss, which is just like really kind of annoying and strong and has two minions that like basically heal their party. So you've got to take them out first. And uh, afterwards, you uh, meet Yashiro, and uh, he's uh, he's still a dick, <laughs> um, more or less. Yeah, just, I really did not enjoy seeing him at any point. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I thought he was cool. And you're you're supposed to like think, you know? I mean, he's kind of like what? He's kind of like the Akechi of this game. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, and Akechi has like a lot of problems in Persona Five, but like, there's 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 some things to like about Akechi. Exactly. Yashiro is just like this kind of like I don't know. He's just, he's just a little like bullshit. 
Anyway, no, I no. like some of the things that he does once you make friends with him. He's so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, they... oh, he, look at that guy. <laughs> like, look, he has the dark hair and he's so serious. Oh, man. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though, because, again, when you make friends with him, his stuff is like, oh, I, I fired my assistant, so I forgot how to eat. <laughs> so, you know. When he's uncool, that's why I like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like once you get to know him, it's like he becomes a different character. So it's just there's no like real transition between him being a jerk and then when you're friends with him. It's just it's essentially two different people. Like if you said, Oh no, that's actually his twin brother later on, like that's believable. That's how different he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like before and after, completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really like, you know, tracking the character development here. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, then you have to uh, go in. Uh, you have a time task where you have to deliver scripts. And, yeah, you're just continuing to run around and, uh, you know, just basically uh, do all the, like, uh, busy work of uh, putting on a, on a TV show. So if you've ever wanted to know, like, you know, what it's like to be a uh, PA within a J- J- uh, JRPG uh, experience, like, this is your opportunity. You know, it's, it's um, film work, and it's not the most unaccurate. Rather, it's somewhat accurate, I should yeah. say. It's, it's true. It's the most unaccurate, man. What, it's what true. I, I, I've done, like, yeah. What's that? I just said not the most unaccurate, and I was baffled by my phrasing there. No, yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I PA'd, like, on a couple of commercials, and I was like, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty accurate. It's like a bunch of people tell you to like go somewhere and then do something. And then once you go there, nobody knows what to, yep. what you're supposed to do next. Um, so, yeah, uh, right around this time, uh, basically, uh, Mamori sne- uh, sneaks into the idolosphere to help Barry. Um, and uh, you come across. This is about the point where you come across Barry and. So it's it's been a while since I played through this game. Mm-hmm. But if memory serves me correctly, this is when we get heavy metal Barry, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I think you've seen him before, yeah, but now you're meeting him. He shows up a little at the beginning of the dungeon. Right. Which makes so much more sense. Yeah. For everything yeah. that we know about Barry is that Barry would be a metalhead. Yep. Exactly. He looks like a metalhead. Like, I mean, I don't know everything about him. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like Barry, this is like Barry's true self is finally coming out as opposed to being interested in, uh, you know, like 12 year old pop idols. Um, <laughs> no, that's the joke. You see, you, he looks like one thing, but he is the other thing. It's hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But no, this is actually evil Barry. Because Good Barry actually is like, you know, obsessed with pop idols. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Only a good person likes Lowly Con. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So after Ooh. Barry like kind of like rocks out um, and is kind of a badass, um, basically, you know, the party kind of put on a show and Memory sings and they free him from the Mirage. And uh, then you get to the boss, which is uh, Cursed Drog, who is a uh, character from uh, the first Fire Emblem. And uh, yeah, this is a really kind of simple boss battle. Uh, it's just basically like just kind of a game of like buff and debuffing and eliminating uh, minions. Mm-hmm. And he has this mad dash, which is like a really powerful physical move. But uh, if you can heal, you can get through this pretty um yeah and then after the battle uh Mamori uh basically uh gets drog as her mirage and uh also the ugliest battle yeah, <laughs> which is uh kind of loosely based off the uh night class sprite in a uh, fire emblem awakening and uh it turns out that uh drog was barry's previous mirage which i guess is kind of cool um, and then finally, you know, uh, the party, uh, comes across, meets, uh, Hata, uh, Hatanataka again, and, uh, 
you kind of drop some info on them. And uh, it's basically that uh, Diamond TV had a, a corporate reorganization and they even appointed new presidents, which is like, you know, that's very suspicious. Um, uh, basically, the president's super mysterious, has no traceable here at history. And then Memori finally uh, gets a chance to perform. And uh, it's very, very cute and fun. <laughs> and that's it for chapter three. All right. Um, so moving on to chapter four, uh, Tsubasa suddenly and magically gets a role in a new TV show, uh, which I believe is like the sneezing detective or something like that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I yeah. want to know. Yeah. <laughs> she is exactly launched from Dragon Ball. So I want to know if that, has a longer history or if they're just doing a Dragon Ball thing, because it can't be coincidence, even down to the hair color. <laughs> All right. So at the set, Tsuki meets Yashiro again, and he's actually not a jerk this time. Makes the valid point that the president clearly has an ulterior motive for pushing Tsubasa into a role that she's not ready for. Um, her acting in the scene is also, uh, you know, quite humorous. Uh, I mean, I honestly blame the writing more than the acting. It's like, I know who the murderer is. Achoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's cute. I, I, I enjoyed that little stuff. Um, and we get a little bit of uh, the director there, uh, Tara Chino, who's this odd-looking director kimono guy. Um who's a very serious artist sort of fellow, which strikes me as odd because he's directing the sneezing detective for television. But, um, <laughs> you know, I guess I really can't trust this game's judgment on what is and isn't good art. What are you talking about? CSI is the uh, masterwork of a century. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> That's true. They keep trying. Anyway, uh, so while Ellie and Tsuki practice lines, uh, Tsubasa messages them that uh, the studio is being attacked by mirages and the director is possessed. In a, it, it's very similar to the photographer being possessed a couple of chapters ago. Um, it's, 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 it's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point... Uh, yeah, the director is possessed. He has some enemies uh, attack you and judges your action skills. Um, Mamori's story, side story unlocked and you get to start playing as her. She's a uh, tanky knight character, as you would expect, and she has some some ice powers. And oh, She's pretty good. I used her. Um, all right, so the dungeon then starts and it's the TV studio and it's it's kind of weird. It's like into this room with these tv monitors and it's randomized and there's like a grid of rooms but the paths between them are a little bit weird so you have to remember which room on the grid is like the goal room and go through those um you know it, it's it's different i give him some credit for for trying something new there um it's fine yeah yeah yeah, and then later on, there's like this LCD puzzle panel thing where you can step on some squares, and then there are lesson panels which teach you how to be an actress by doing JRPG battles. And yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from this game is that you learn how to be a pop star model actor by fighting JRPG battles. Yeah, oh, yeah, be, yeah. Really, anything in the entertainment industry, best way to train for that is sword fighting monsters. <laughs> um, okay, um, and then so before the, the sub-boss, uh, Terracino admits that he opposed Subasa being the lead actress, but has an obligation anyway to make her a better actress. Uh, he then reveals a mirage and also that he somehow kidnapped uh, Ahaya and uses her to motivate uh, Tsubasa to get into a character. Ellie shows how to uh, play the role properly, and then uh, everyone retreats to give her some time uh, to give Tubasa some time to understand her motivation and get a new performa. So, much like how she learned how to model, the dungeon teaches her how to be an actress, as we said. Um, so then she nails the performance, and it turns out that Ahaya was the mirage all the time because you were, which is weird, because you were literally in the office and would have noticed she was working there because you could 
she's there. <laughs> but okay. Um, and after that scene, you fight uh, <laughs> Culprit Monster. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's great. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect plan. Um, yeah, so then after that, you fight Culprit Monster and Hostage Monster. And pretty straightforward battle. Uh, yeah. Then you get uh, another uh, LCD puzzle, which is like the first one, but more annoying. Um, and then after that, Terracina reveals the final scene of the performance, which involves a kiss between Tsubasa and Itsuki. <gasps> they have to kiss, everybody. Oh, my God. Um, and then the director announces the true final culprit, who is being played by Yashiro, uh, who is working with the Mirage. I, okay. And, um, then the Mirage, uh, possessing Terracino shows up and, uh, fight. Boss of this dungeon is Excellus from Fire Emblem Awakening, who is one of Walhart's generals and tacticians and Yashiro. And then uh, Yashiro uses physicals and Excellus um, heals him. So you focus on Excellus and the resistances change. Um, yeah. All right. Chapter five. So it starts with you showing Maiko the shard you just picked up, which turns out to be part of Tiki's Dragonstone uh, that you can use to help her get her memories back. Although she passes out when you give it to her, but she does get some memories back. And it turns out Dragonstone broke during the incident five years ago. And now she's doing a thing where, like, the uh, Vocaloid thing that they made of her gives her Performa energy. Yeah, which anchors her to that world. Yeah, it's like a thing that isn't used, but people doing people using the, the uh, software gives her strength. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's almost a thing that you could have seen them using more, but that would be... Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the president of Daiba TV announces there's like a partnership event with other studios and Tsubasa is the spokesperson for the collaboration. And Tiki remembers that the, the, the bad guy who was behind uh, everything was Garnif, uh, the dark pontifex. And he's, he's <laughs> like the, the bad guy from... Uh, the Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Mystery of the Emblem, the one in three. Yeah. Yeah. So now we realize he's behind all the current Mirage attacks. He's probably possessing someone and he wants to perform the Opera of Shadows, which will summon Medeus, the Shadow Dragon. <laughs> and they did that in like Tiki's world, the Fire Emblem world. And that's why they have Mirages because they transform themselves for power. Yeah. Basically. Something like that. It was yeah, it was very... yeah, like that. And then they all got kicked out because they lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is like, you know, what happens when you lose a Fire Emblem I guess game? it's what happens when you uh, use Jagan like... too much. And... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the uh, this is the actual like uh, effects of permadeath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the idle dimension. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, during the incident, Tiki, sha no, Tiki saved Yashiro, which is kind of why he was interested in her. And he was trying to stop Garnif because Garnif possessed Yashiro's father. And then his father sacrificed himself to stop Garnif somehow. Yeah, they didn't explain that either. <laughs> yeah, it's more. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was just his name. <laughs> so then when he had a son, he was like, well, I guess that's what I have to name him now. And uh, and Barry sends everyone a message saying something's happening at the Cosmic Egg. I don't know if that's a real thing in Tokyo or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. It's, it's a cool name. I, I like big eggs. <laughs> you know, I I was just about to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're using the the Dragonstone shard, the egg to collect a lot of Performa, and. Tiki can tell that the shard is on Daito TV. So, ah, that's cool too. Okay, so it's just... It's but it it is a thing that shows up in a number of uh, SMT yeah. games. Oh, that's Yes, cool. I imagine that's why they use... I, 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 like, I like that now. I like, I like it more. <laughs> so, now, yeah. 
Yeah. So now you have to go basically through a new area in all of the previous dungeons. Except, I guess, for the observatory or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, and you just do, like, more versions of each of the main puzzles in those areas. Yeah, and I, I was I was so glad to go back to uh, the um, doll. Yeah, we all um, wanted more dolls. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the doll arm moving puzzle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking overjoyed. <laughs> now, and uh, at the end of one oh nine and Daitama, you have to fight uh, the ritual druid Sabas, which is kind of just about you survive the first few turns so you can build some good sessions and get rid of the minions also i wasn't sure when i was going to bring this up but at some point with sessions you start unlocking the ability for other people not in the active party to participate and i hate mm-hmm. it because now every single turn takes 30 seconds and i'm playing other video games while waiting for this video game to finish playing unskippable <laughs> attack animations this is the yeah if there's one thing that i think kind of ruins this game it is that <laughs> but anyway once you go to uh, losery daito you fight dark yashiro so there's like a fake yashiro now and he can kind of make copies of himself so he gets like more session attacks and buffs and debuffs that yeah that's the pretty interesting fight even if it's just you know yashiro with a different shader on yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know we mentioned his uh he his partner is navar yeah who is also from the first Fire Emblem and is like the first Myrmidon samurai guy. Pretty much the same personality, too. The kind of guy who's just sort of a jerk. He's a bit different, though, because he's like a jerk with a heart of gold. <laughs> Instead of just like, I don't like this guy. Well, anyway, when you get into the Cosmic Egg, you've got all your shards ready to go. And Hatanaka shows up and reveals he's he's the one who Garnif was possessing. He's been working with them all the time. Uh, just kind of because... He's bad and wants to destroy everything. Yeah, and like see like the best performance ever or something of the I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a crazy it's sort of a generic video game anime. Crazy guy, villain. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and they're using Ashiro's dad's performa to fuel them because it's really strong. So then it's key just sort of gains the power of Lord and gets back that performa and Hatanaka just sends a sub boss after you and runs away. You fight a cursed ribbon, cursed wyvern rider. Uh, that one's not too simple. You just sort of, it's a straightforward fight. I'd say. Yeah, exactly. You just stack session. Yeah. Um, and everyone goes back to Tiki and they side, they can't really stop the ritual at this point. So they're going to have to kill Medeas directly. And then you get the end of the chapter and a bunch of side stories. Yep. Exactly. So um, now going into chapter six, uh, Tiki absorbs the last dragon shard and she recovers basically all her memories at this point. Um, She remembers that the divine dragon uh, summoned by the opera of light fire emblem is the only thing that can defeat the shadow dragon. Uh, Shiki then opens a portal to uh, uh, like a sort of a mirror world of uh, where the heroes of it's basically a mirror world of where those heroes had originally fought um, Medeus uh, and, like, you know, and defeated him there. So this is all, like, obviously references to the first Fire Emblem game. Um, so what happens is once they go into this world, they have to complete, like, three trials so that they can prove their worthiness to inherit the souls and power of those heroes who beat Medeus. And then they can you know, perform their opera and beat Medeus again. So also we start finding out a bit about Garnef's backstory in each trial. And the first trial we find out that he trained as a mage and um, he had seeked out his master, but then his master had overlooked him and, and didn't name him uh, heir to, you know, his power. So, um, so basically, you know, Garnef freaked out and turned evil. Um, and then, then the first trial begins, uh, the dungeons in these trials are just pretty straightforward. It's just like a bunch of pathways and stuff. And you just kind of wander around looking for things until you find, Mm. you know, um, until you, until you, until you come across where the bosses are. So 
There's like little gimmicks to them, but like they're yeah, not... it's like it's nothing like like an actual like theme like the other gimmicks. It's just kind of you know there. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like an off-brand like yeah, Zelda dungeon. Exactly. <laughs> so the um, first boss uh, fight is against uh, um, McKellen, uh, Dolph, uh, Lindy, and uh, Gordon, who are four heroes uh, from Fire Shadow Dragon. Uh, basically, in this fight, the key is just to tra- target uh, Lind because she casts Deerahan on her party member. So, yeah, not very nice. Once you do that, everyone else, it's like stack sessions and they go down pretty easily. Um, the shield design on the altar, like after you beat the boss fight, you'll kind of notice like the altar, there's a shield design. That's how... Um, that shield design, which is Fire Emblem, that's how it was depicted in both Fire Emblem Awakening and the sequel to uh, Shadow Dragon. So I just thought it was a little nifty uh, Easter egg thing. Um, and then after that, uh, Kyria, Ellie, and Mamari get the souls um, from the people who you just fought, which is kind of weird because you fought four people, but only like three souls go <laughs> yeah, Who gets to split Gordon? Yeah. <laughs> Someone get the bonus soul. <laughs> so uh at the second trial um what you we find out that Garnish summoned the shadow dragon uh Medius and wreaked havoc on the other world um and you know and so the second boss fight here now is Ogma, Pala and uh Jagan who are also from you know Shadow Dragon um so this one's a little easier cuz there's really no healers like everyone's basically an attacker so it's like any other fight Buffs, debuffs, uh, thin their numbers with st- uh, sessions, and you basically won. And then after this, Subasa, Toma, and Yashiro uh, get their souls. So then the third trial um, depicts Marth, who with his party uh, sealed uh, Garneth away. And well, defeated the Shadow Dragon and then sealed Garneth away so he couldn't perform the uh, Dark Opera anymore. Um, and then inside, the party members encounter uh, Hatanaka and Garneth. So Garneth ends up, like, they, you know, do that old talking spiel. Garneth ends up revealing that after the divine dragon, Naga, sealed away the shadow dragon, she also sealed away all performa in that world, you know, all arts of performance. So um, after that, I guess Garneth um, managed to kind of get out of his ceiling, and, uh, he some, and he got attracted to the regular world. And he stole the memories of the party members' mirages to use them as, like, tools and puppets and stuff to collect Performa. And that was why, you know, Itsuki had to, uh, um, had to free them. Let's see. He also, he also has uh, Marth, the hero king's soul. So, of course, you have to fight him to get that soul back. Uh, and then that's... Oh, sorry. Okay. So, um... Uh, and then this is when the, the, the boss battle with Garneth starts. Uh, Garneth himself has an interesting design. I wouldn't call it my favorite, but it's it's cool. I mean, I did like how as his HP is depleted, he starts losing more of his like mask helmet thing. And then you start seeing more of his face, which is a pretty mm-hmm. faithful reconstruction of how he looked in the, uh, in the Fire Emblem game. So um, the battle itself is... It's pretty normal. There's really like just make sure you're at the right level and do what you always do, and you'll basically win. Um, of course, it turns out that this whole fight and everything was just a part of his master plan, and um, he uh, and he sacrifices his own soul uh, to capture Mart's soul so he could summon the Shadow Dragon. So now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> For a peak JRPG. Yeah. So um, there was, I I forgot to mention too, there was also before the fight, there was a scene too where um, basically Hatanaka told uh, Garneth to just use all of his performa so he can like, um, you know, so he could do all this. It was just like, all right, I'll give you my performa as I promised. Just make sure that you summon the shadow dragon. It's like, well, of course he is. That's his plan. Like, why would he not do that now? 
Yeah, that's his whole that's a, that's his whole exactly. deal. Exactly. So so yeah, so so Hatanaka is also dead now too because he lost all his performer. So um everyone realizes that they kind of screwed up and so they gotta go back to the uh Bloom Palace and uh speak to Tiki. So she suggests uh that if they get close to the shadow dragon and then perform the opera light, uh basically they'll assume that as they're close to it they'll be close enough to Mart's soul, which can then react and then help defeat the Shadow Dragon. So, like, might as well. Nothing else you could do. So they head over to the Cosmic Egg to basically do that. Um, the dungeon in this case is um, Dol, uh, is the name of the main energy uh, enemy nation in uh, Shadow Dragon. And the dungeon itself, once again, it's the same thing as the last one. It's, like, just... Yeah, off-brand Zelda. Really, nothing. No theming. It's like after. It's like it seems like after they went through all the cool, what sort of cool uh, performance-themed dungeons. Like these last two were just kind of like they didn't know what to do with it, so they just was like they throw in really simple puzzles and it's just, eh, you know. Yeah, and it's just kind of like generic. Exactly, you know, nothing inspired or anything. So and then as a note too, if Yashiro's stage rank is high enough, you'll uh you can trigger his final side story in this dungeon. So um and basically this dungeon just has boss rushes of past uh major Mirage boss battles. And none of them are really difficult. It's like you would just use the same strategies you first used to uh beat them. So that's all that is. And then uh, once you get to, you know, the area where shadow dragon lies the team starts reciting some lines which is basically a reference to marth legend and then the shadow dragon just kind of looks over and then shoots ikutsuki i mean itsuki with like an eye beam and then he dies <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the thing you often think villains should be exactly doing, so. and heroes actually <laughs> So, so also a little note too, when everyone's like kind of crying over Itsuki and like tell him to wake up, whatever, uh, Ellie's line to him is actually the line, is the first and last, um, uh, is the first lines that Chrome says to Robin and uh, Fire Emblem Awakening when uh, Chrome first finds Robin and then when Chrome finds Robin again in the epilogue. So it was like, it was a cool reference. It's just, it doesn't belong here because... Oh yeah, it, it it's not that doesn't make thematic sense, but it's yeah, funny. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I ended up laughing because it's a very lighthearted phrase and like awakening, and then you're using it in a serious scene, so it just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much of like the Fire Emblem references in this game, like, just feel it so much. Like, um, I don't know if Awakening was released when they were developing this game or if they were developed like somewhat concurrently, but it looks like it just feels like Nintendo just like handed them a bunch of uh, design docs <laughs> from Awakening. Yeah. And that was in development like, for a long time. All right. Too. This is it. This is what we got here. This is uh this is Fire Emblem. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't coming out late enough for there to be fate stuff oh. in it because then we would have had to heard Azura's song. And I, if I never hear about the ocean's gray waves ever again, <laughs> it will be too soon. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. So then, um, after that, this kind of weird scene happens, like basically all the hero souls like come out and then they manage to like pull Mart's soul from the dragon and then Mart's soul revives and awakens um, Itsuki. And then he gets like a, he gets like Mart's outfit and like, you know, the, the spiked blue hair thing. And, um, and you know, he's all okay. And then everyone transforms and they ruin the Fire Emblem theme. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they face down the, uh, and then basically Naga comes in and suppresses like the kind of shielding, like power of uh, Medius, and then that way they're able to actually fight it like normally. So um, this fight was just rather disappointing. It was okay, but basically it has two forms, and uh, both fights are long because he has massive HP pools. Um, the second fight, which you only can tell the difference because the second fight, Medius gets like some symbols and stuff on him, and he gets like a huge AP, um, HP boost. But then he also gets more weaknesses and the characters do more damage to him. So, um, 
And then, you know, and this, and then for both fights, you're just going to use multi uh, buff skills and chain your sessions. And then you eventually deplete all of his HP. Also, Itsuki gets the skill Naga's Blessing uh, for this battle, which is weird because when they first introduce it in like the help text, they call it um, Divine Protection. And then you look up and it's like, no, that's not what it's called. <laughs> which uh, it's a cool skill. It nullifies damage to the party for one turn. So it's very useful to use when uh, Medius launches his most powerful attack. So um, and after that, you go, you beat him, everyone celebrates. And then you go into the epilogue. So in the epilogue, Itsuki can just kind of go around and speak to everyone at the festival because everyone goes back to the festival and they basically like wrapping everything up. Um, and then everyone's just giving you kind of a status update on how they're doing and whatever. Um, and then uh, you can, at this point, once you go to T- meet up with Tiki at the Bloom Palace, that's going to signify the end of the game. So if you have any side, um, like a side quest or whatever that you have to do, you do all that before Tiki. Because then after that, it'll launch to the ending and then you have the new game plus option. So once you talk to her, she and the other Mirages are preparing to leave since they got back their memories and, you know, the regular world's any danger. So they got to go back to their world and help rebuild it. Uh, and then, like, you know, the scene was a little touching. It was just odd that it was only Itsuki there. And it was like, why isn't, like, everyone saying bye to their partners? You know, mm-hmm. so that was the only thing that was kind of odd about that. But, um... Uh, and then the ending credits were cute. It was basically like everyone was recording a song for Fortuna's fifth anniversary. And then they had like a Fire Emblem style, where are they now sort of epilogue, you know, saying like what were their career paths in the future, things like that. And if you manage to get the true ending, which is unlocked by co- um, completing everyone's side stories, Michael announces um, that she's returning to modeling and she's stepping down as the company president. And that she wants to pass the company, um, that title on to Itsuki, which he ends up accepting and everyone else accepts it as well. So, And that's Tokyo Mirage <laughs> Sessions. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody have anything uh, they want to add or it's, it's, wrap it's, up? Okay. So um, I was heavily speaking with a friend because she had beaten this game. And also she's a terrible person because she didn't tell me about Barry's side story. So... <laughs> But you get to see him in a Kigurumi. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, but um, we were we were kind of talking about how it's like, you know, the game tries to go for a, a relatively simple plot, which would have been fine. I, sometimes I prefer a simple plot, especially, you know, if it's something that just, if as long as you don't mess it up, because that's the whole point of it. And it's weird because they do a pretty simple standard JRPG plot, and then there's still plot holes and issues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's just kind of like, what was the point then? You know, it's like you couldn't even keep this straight. And it's like as basic as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally... Yeah, at a certain point, you know, I mean, <laughs> especially near the end, the story gets so kind of like convoluted and the motivations are so like just sort of, sort of like screwy and like it doesn't it, they didn't need to get that like yeah. complicated with it, you know? I mean, it's sort of like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when you think about these kind of like these kind of crossover games where, you know, like Tokyo Mirage Sessions or say Fire Emblem Warriors or even Persona Q where it's like everyone like kind of like meets up from the meets up from these different games and they all have like a reason to be in this like parallel dimension. And then, you know, by the end of the game, they've like defeated the big bad you know but they're going back to their own like timelines or dimensions and um they're uh gonna forget everything uh that uh basically happened in that game um you know 
in the in the in the uh context of like a uh like a warrior's kind of like muso game it's like okay that's fine like i don't really care about the story yeah um but like you know in the context of like a 50-hour jrpg um it would be nice to like kind of feel like there's more going on or at than just sort of like a bunch of exactly. like references which is how it kind of feels in the end yeah the characters are all from the same game anyway and so they're there's no fun in them meeting up yeah and that's the that's the thing too exactly like a good crossover is like when they put professor layton and phoenix right in the same game and that was the stupidest idea ever and it ruled <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's really kind of hard to hard to I don't know. Like, it feels like there was something more ambitious yeah. planned here, and then it got sort of dialed back. And it's hard to tell, like, at at what point it sort of got dialed down. Exactly. Oh yeah, that would make sense because it was announced, and then they went silent on it for years and years yeah. before it showed up again. Mm -hmm. And then I heard it's because um, when they were originally planning the crossover. Like, apparently the partnership kind of fell through between the companies. So then it was just kind of like, okay. And I don't know, like, I guess they cobbled together this game somehow. Yeah, maybe Atlas, like, was working on a pop idol game. And then we're like, we're like oh, well, this this thing, uh, this project with uh, Nintendo is back on. So um, <laughs> let's shoehorn some, uh, at, you know, Fire Emblem and a little bit of SMT stuff <laughs> in here. But... I mean, it is surprising, like, I mean, other than, like, you know, a few references, it's surprising how, like, reliant the this game is on, you know, kind of, like, Fire Emblem, like, mythos and, you know, canon and characters and, you know, it just, it doesn't really pull much from uh, SMT at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. exactly that's, that's about it yeah it's, I mean, you see jack frost in here and that's that's about it yeah, basically. Yeah, and, and black frost but that's the same thing <laughs> mm -hmm. i know i do uh you know there, there was this, i'm glad i played the game though like i think there was enough that was interesting and charming about it yeah exactly yeah it's a it's still a video game like it's still a, a pretty good time uh, it's not perfect, yeah. but uh, there's lots of interesting. It here. was, and I, yeah, yeah, I like the battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. But you know, this is what exactly we got. awesome. Well, does anybody uh, have anything else I want to say before we uh, wrap uh, up? Here? One of the side stories has board and cord in it. They're my favorite Fire Emblem One characters. So shout outs to them. <laughs> <laughs> was it wasn't there like a side story where like Yashiro fired his assistant and then forgot how to eat? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. That that's an actual yeah. thing. He goes on Memories cooking yeah. show. Uh, oh, you know what side uh -huh. story I did like a lot was the um was uh the dude who has the crush on uh, yeah. the shadow oh, girl. Yeah. And like, basically you're trying to like set him up with this shadow girl. And every time you go and find her, she's like, like, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Like tell him to like <laughs> kick rocks, you know? Cause it's more than one too. He just keeps falling in love with separate, uh, mirages. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the side story stuff might be my favorite stuff in this game for the most yeah, part. It was, it was, it was weird, but it was interesting and fun. Yeah, that's the way I usually am. I like silly character stuff more than some save the world plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, I think uh, it's gonna. This might be a good place to wrap it up. Is there? Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Robert. no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, is there anything you want to like plug or mention? Uh, okay, so I'm at Open Dork on Twitter. I get nervous about random people seeing or following me but whatever <laughs> that's basically my excuse for being coy before that's that's quite <laughs> all right i don't tweet anything super interesting but i figured i don't know like we, we opened this episode up by complaining about weird creepy stuff in this game so 
you made it this far that obviously you didn't make you stop listening because but, <laughs> but I love my Lolitas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I I, I I think, you know, we uh I don't know. I think uh one of our early episodes when we were uh, talking about the Marxist undertones of uh, the original strange journey, um, you know, did a, did a lot to kind of like, uh, you know, set a barrier for a period, for certain, certain listeners. So, um, uh, Lisa or Alex, you guys got anything you want to plug? Mm, I guess I'll just plug my own Twitter too, you know, in solidarity. <laughs> so <laughs> Twitter solidarity, come join us on the site. We all hate so yeah. yeah, my um, I have the extremely uh, creative Twitter handle of uh, a James three four seven. Yeah, I kind of regret it, but then I could do about that now. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, I, I should get to that soon. But you know, you'll know it's me. I have the uh, Morgana icon, so. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I just kind of retweet like either silly stuff, not so silly stuff, uh, lots of gaming things and a lot of like other weird stuff that happens in my life. So try to keep you all entertained, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you post some good cosplay. I've seen, enjoyed some of those pictures. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You got anything, Alex? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good bird. I, I, I am... <laughs> 100% going in looking for that cockafo right now. So, yes. Yeah, and you can uh, find my Twitter at uh, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> no, my uh, my Twitter is actually uh, Paul, uh, at Paul M. Davis. And really all I post there is um, photos that I want to get off my Switch. Um of really random shit that I come across on my switch. And I think, you know, basically I want to get it on my phone. Um, but occasionally, occasionally I post other things. So yeah. Um, and what else? Oh yeah. You can uh, rate and review us on iTunes, um, or, uh, the Google play store. You could, uh, follow us on, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter at, um, Megaton marathon. And, uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on the, uh, World Wide Web. And I think that's about it. Anybody got anything to add? Mm, I'm good, thanks. Nope, nothing here. Awesome. Thanks for listening. <laughs>